It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong reports a record number of COVID infections and deaths. President Xi Jinping expresses deep concern about the COVID situation in the SAR. And seven designated COVID clinics hit the ground running on their first day of operation. The number of coronavirus cases in Hong Kong's daily death toll have both hit record highs as Omicron infections continue to accelerate. Health authorities reported more than 4,200 infections, more than double yesterday's total, and nine patients have died. Frank Young reports. For the first time, the number of confirmed or suspected cases has topped 10,000. Health authorities say there were 4,285 infections and 7,000 preliminary positive cases. They also recorded nine deaths. Among them, a three-year-old girl and a 100-year-old woman reported previously, as well as a 37-year-old man who had been chronically ill and infections were recorded at 20 more care homes for the elderly and the disabled. A general manager of the hospital authority, Sarah Ho, says she's very sorry that some COVID patients had to wait for a long time in designated outdoor areas before they were admitted to hospital. She says officials are trying to improve the situation. We observe that some patients are waiting outdoor. This is far from satisfactory. So we also feel very sorry for letting the elderly waiting in outside in such a unfavorable condition. And that's why we are also try to explore different waiting area for them. Dr. Ho added that non-emergency services have been cut by more than half to relieve the burden on the public medical system. President Xi Jinping says he's highly concerned about the COVID-19 outbreak in Hong Kong and has ordered the SAR government to make it its top priority to bring it under control. Ta Kong Pao and Wen Wei Po quoted President Xi as saying the Hong Kong government must shoulder the main responsibility of reigning in the outbreak, mobilize all the manpower and resources it has, and introduce every measure to ensure Hong Kong people's safety and health and the stability of society. A vice president of Beijing Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong, Lao Xiu Kai, says the central authorities are concerned about the possibility of the COVID outbreak here leading to social instability, and that it would hold the SAR government accountable if it failed to contain it. If the COVID situation gets out of hand and people become more dissatisfied, and if that leads to anti-government behavior, that would not be a scenario the central government would want to see. From President Xi's point of view, the prosperity and stability Hong Kong enjoys now are hard-earned and shouldn't be ruined by an uncontrollable COVID situation. More than 700 people booked for appointments at seven designated COVID clinics on their first day of operation. The hospital authority appealed to patients who are waiting at home to be sent to isolation facilities to make an appointment by phone before showing up. Dr. Libby Lee is the authority's director of strategy and planning. In any case, if those people arrive at the clinic, we will actually screen their symptoms and then we will, we will handle it case by case. But we highly not recommend people doing this kind of stuff, jumping the queue. So that's why we have a hotline for booking system. And it is also a important measures to, pre, uh, to prevent or to protect the public, prevent the infectious risk. If you are a positive case, basically you should stay at where you are, reduce the social distancing during the isolation. So we highly recommend not actually going out without knowing that you have a secured appointment. 
and about 300 taxis will join a scheme to transport COVID patients with mild symptoms to and from their homes to the designated clinics for free. Todd Harding has the details. The Transport and Housing Bureau says the designated fleet will start providing free services for COVID patients from Friday. The vehicles will only serve those who have made appointments with the clinics. They won't be carrying any other passengers. Authorities stress the drivers will undergo daily tests and will be equipped with all the necessary protective equipment. And to reduce transmission risks, passengers must use the back seats of the taxis. Online bookings for the designated cabs begin at 7am on Friday. On to the weather. Cloudy with a few rain patches, temperatures in the region of 16 to 18 degrees. The outlook, windy in the next few days, becoming appreciably colder with heavy rain on Saturday. Currently at the observatory at 17 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity is standing at 81%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she's optimistic that at least 10,000 hotel rooms can be converted into isolation facilities for COVID patients who have mild or no symptoms. She says the government will provide infection control training and make sure adequate medical support is in place at participating hotels. Here's Priscilla Ng. As part of the search for more isolation facilities, the chief executive conducted a virtual meeting with the executive director of the Federation of Hong Kong Hotel Owners, Michael Lee, as well as a group of hotel owners. According to a government statement, good progress was made at the talks. The statement said it is critically important for the sector to play a role in helping to accommodate a rising number of COVID patients, adding that many hotels are willing to join the Community Isolation Facility Hotel Scheme. Mrs. Lam believes at least 10,000 hotel rooms could be made available under the scheme. The government had already secured about 4,400 rooms before the meeting, with 1,700 of them to be made available before the end of this week and the remaining before the end of next week. The chief executive says the hotels can choose to be in charge of the day-to-day activities like checking in and out and cleansing or have the government take responsibility. She said Secretary for Security Chris Tang will oversee the operation of the participating hotels. Separately, the Real Estate Developers Association of Hong Kong said some of its members joined the virtual meeting with the chief executive and agreed to try their best to cooperate and support the government's plan to provide more quarantine facilities. The government is offering more financial support for the hard-hit tourism industry. It's earmarked $433.5 million in the seventh round of the Anti-Epidemic Fund. Travel agencies will each receive a one-off subsidy of at least $50,000, depending on their size, while each staff member will get $7,500. Freelance tour guides and escorts will get a one-off subsidy of $7,500, while coach drivers are entitled to $5,000. Hotels will also get a subsidy. The Honorary Advisor of the Travel Industry Council, Jason Wong, welcomed the financial help, saying the fund is crucial in helping the sector stay afloat. But he says the key is for the government to contain the spread of the epidemic in the longer run. I think it is critical for the trade to receive such financial support from the government to help the trade to survive in this period of time. There should be no business from local tour to inbound travel in the forthcoming few months. So 
we believe it is very important to for the SAR government to control and contain the pandemic first. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Lang has urged the government to further streamline testing procedures for COVID-19. He says in order to rapidly boost capacity to deal with the huge surge in infections, single tests should suffice for all labs. Maggie Ho reports. Following the decision by health authorities to no longer require samples tested in hospital authority laboratories to undergo confirmation testing, Dr. Ho urged the same approach be adopted with private labs, seeing the government's testing capacity is already maxed out. For positive cases in Hong Kong, even for private labs, they've done a large number of nucleic tests in the past two years. Private labs, the hospital authority, private hospitals and the Department of Health all have mature technologies and they've all been inspected by the Department of Health to make sure they are up to standards. I think if the tests can rather accurately reflect the outbreaks, there's no need for the department to further confirm test results. The hospital authority has skipped this procedure. I think that's the right direction. The microbiologist told an RTHK program this could be something of a transitional arrangement before assistance from the mainland arrives. But Dr. Ricky Chiu, whose company runs several testing centers in Hong Kong, said while results from private labs are reliable, it's possible that they could make mistakes if demand continues to surge. The adjunct professor of biomedical sciences at the Chinese University said it would therefore be helpful for health authorities to confirm test results. He said to prevent labs becoming overwhelmed, the government could consider doing random checks on tested specimens instead of retesting everyone. Dr. Ho believes the private medical sector must be mobilized on a number of fronts in the battle against the pandemic, including to visit schools, homes for children and the elderly to boost the inoculation. He said Hong Kong should set a target to administer 10 million COVID shots in the coming four to six weeks, saying overseas experience showed that boosting the vaccine take-up rate within the short period of time is effective in curbing outbreaks. Two people who recently tested positive for COVID-19 in Hunan province are being investigated by authorities there for allegedly having crossed the border from Hong Kong illegally. Francis sits with that story. Authorities in the city of Chenzhou in Hunan province said investigations showed the pair had entered Dolmen district in Zhuhai through illegal means in the early hours of Monday. Using a prearranged vehicle, they then drove to Chenzhou. The pair subsequently tested positive for COVID and are currently being isolated and receiving treatment. Authorities in Chenzhou said the duo are being investigated for various offences, including a violation of infection control laws. Health authorities in Zhuhai have recently issued notices encouraging the public to report on smuggling and trafficking activities, with officials offering rewards of up to 100,000 yuan. Also on the mainland, the National Health Commission reported 46 new locally transmitted COVID cases today and 19 imported ones. Of the new local cases, 19 were in Jiangsu, where the city of Suzhou is under partial lockdown and mass testing has been taking place. 15 were in northeast Liaoning, 7 in Inner Mongolia, 3 in Guangdong and 2 in Guangxi. 
Back locally, businessman Wu Sai Chun has become the second person to declare his intention to run for chief executive. This is his third attempt to win the top job. Aaron Tam reports. The 62-year-old former DAB member and businessman said he will try to win the central government's trust by picking some capable ministers currently serving the government to join his cabinet if he's elected. This is the third time Wu Sai-chun has thrown his hat into the ring for the chief executive race, twice before he failed to secure enough nominations. To stand as a candidate, one must obtain at least 188 nominations or one-eighth of the 1,500-strong election committee which was expanded after Beijing overhauled Hong Kong's electoral system last year. Another businessman, Chek Lee Sin, announced his intention to run last month. The nomination period is due to begin on Sunday for the poll scheduled on March the 27th. In finance news, inflation on the mainland slowed last month as Beijing's measures to keep prices in check in the world's second-largest economy kicked in. The Consumer Price Index rose 0.9% on-year in January. That's below analysts' expectations and down from December's figure of 1.5%. The Producer Price Index rose 9.1%, down from 10.3% the month before. The National Bureau of Statistics says authorities were vigorously promoting policies to ensure stability in both supply and prices to ease pressure from rising oil and commodity prices in international markets. Tributes have been paid to the American writer and satirist P.J. O'Rourke, who's died at the age of 74. He died from lung cancer complications. The BBC's David Willis reports. Funny, incisive, caustic and irreverent, P.J. O'Rourke was one of the most widely quoted and prolific writers in America. A hippie in the 1960s, he began his career on underground publications before joining the now-defunct satirical magazine National Lampoon in New York. He went on to work as a war correspondent and file stories for magazines such as Rolling Stone and Atlantic Monthly and to write more than 20 books on topics ranging from politics and economics to etiquette and cars. In one of them, the bestseller Parliament of Whores, he wrote that God is a Republican, Santa Claus is a Democrat. And in sports news, Hong Kong alpine skier Adrian Yong failed to complete his men's slalom run at the Winter Olympics today. The 17-year-old missed one of the early gates before eventually trailing off the course. His performance rounded off Hong Kong's 2022 Winter Olympics campaign in Beijing. But Chi Guangpu has won the nation's seventh gold medal at the Winter Olympics in the freestyle skiing men's aerials. Alexander Abramenko of Ukraine took the silver, and Ilya Burov of the Russian Olympic Committee the bronze. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio
Big hit from the late 70s, late 60s, I should say, early 70s, Brotherhood of Man and United We Stand. That is a phrase to think about, folks, the way things are turning out here. And so we all get through it in one piece. Doing the right thing, we probably will. Want to be in touch? Radio Pete at Gmail, as always, for our marvellous musical magical mystery tour. Looking for something that you haven't heard for ages. Maybe we can share with everybody else. Thanks to those who've written in so far as we move on now with a song from Demis Roussos. Never, never, never. 